Good morning, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lina. And you are listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. Emily, we only have half an hour left. This has been an awesome morning, and I'm going to definitely do some shopping here at the Mustard Seed before we go. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to need to wrap up so I can get yeah, back yeah, to we, work. <laughs> we but I need a little shopping early, time. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're joined um, on the phone this morning by Father Jacob Boddicker. Father, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Great to have you on. Father, can you tell us first, before we get into uh, the reason we're having you on this morning, tell us a little bit about yourself, could you? Sure. I am a fairly recently ordained Jesuit priest, uh, ordained in 2017, originally from eastern Iowa, and I'm the pastor of two parishes on the Rosebud Indian Reservation. Praise God. Thank you for serving on Rosebud. Beautiful. And... And there was some exciting things that recently happened in your parish in White River. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Sure. Um, so I, much to my surprise, but the vow of obedience will always surprise you. <laughs> uh, the of two parishes here, um, even just shortly before my first anniversary of ordination. And wow. About a, a year into that ministry... Uh, a young man started coming to my parish. He just moved into town uh, from Brookings, and he began teaching at the middle school there. And uh, told me after a few weeks of coming that he was engaged to a young lady from Nicaragua that he had met in the Peace Corps, and was wondering if uh, I could help do his marriage prep, um, which is something I'd never done. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, new priest, new priest. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Talk about a fire hose. Pardon? I said, talk about a fire hose. There, yeah, when it rains, it pours. You're jumping right in then. (laughs) Yeah, I I liken it to uh, recently married people who find out they're pregnant. It's like, well, how do we, how do we do this? Like, well, you figure it out. (laughs) uh, We started going through that process, and he uh, would come. We, I think, we started meeting in January and did marriage prep all the way through May. And then he went back to Nicaragua to help his uh, future bride finish the immigration process and pack. And um, she has a 10-year-old daughter, so helping her pack her things. And so he had a lot on his plate. And uh, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I was just kind of waiting to hear back from him. And suddenly, there they were at Mass in, uh, I think, late July, early August. And I got to meet them for the first time. And then he said... So what do you think about a, a wedding on August 10th? Well, well that's two weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, he explained, you know, part of the immigration process is um, if you're immigrating to our country to get married, you have a, a certain time limit in which the marriage can take place before your, I guess it's a visa that expires. So uh, I said, yeah, we'll do what we can to pull that together. Let's plan on August 10th. So I had two weeks to kind of get all this ready, and I mentioned it to one of my parishioners, and she just jumped right on top of it. And she started making phone calls and contacting friends and pulling together people in the parish uh, to really make this as special as we could, especially for the bride and her daughter. They had no family or friends in this Ooh. country. Yeah, um, English was still something they were learning. And, uh, you know, they didn't have time to plan a wedding, 
because they were, you know, many miles apart, bride and groom, for a long time, and then spent the summer doing, getting her ready to come to this country. So they trusted all the wedding planning, everything, to myself and my parish. <laughs> wow. If you're just so tuning you in. imagine your own wedding day, all yeah. the planning that comes into it, trusting strangers to do it. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris, Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Leadham. And we are talking today with Father Jacob Boddicker, uh, who's a Jesuit serving um, on the Rosebud Indian Reservation uh, in, in South Dakota, telling this story, Father, about the, this couple who um, got married. And, and, and you just said the bride entrusted all of the, both of them, entrusted all of the wedding planning to you and to, to your parish. And it's my understanding, it's been a while, right, since there had been a wedding in the parish at all yeah looking at the record there was a wedding in 2017 but it was with a, a priest from outside the parish and um nobody in the parish seems to remember that wedding so it might have been a couple kind of from the outside who had a maybe a historical connection to the parish sure okay um, sure the last parish anyone rem- or the last wedding anyone remembers happening at the parish uh was back in the early 2000s, so almost 15, 13 years ago or so. So wow. this was yeah. really exciting for the community then to have to have a wedding in the parish. And, okay, I, I, I have to ask this question. Uh, did the bride have a dress? What did they, you know, like what did, the, what, did the, uh, what did the wedding actually look like? What did the reception look like? I'm just fascinated. Yeah, so... The, the bride was able to get a dress in Nicaragua before she moved up here. Okay. Um, that was the one thing that she got. <laughs> um, but she didn't have a veil. And so the parishioner who started planning everything and pulling things together, she actually lent the bride her own wedding veil mm. from her wedding uh, several years prior. Um, and was just anything that the couple needed. We just, like, figured it out. Um the wedding itself, uh, several friends of the groom, who's from Brookings originally, were able to come. His parents served as um, the best man and the maid oh, of honor. Wow. As, and the, the witnesses. Wow. Um, and the bride's daughter served as a flower girl. Oh. Um, I was able to borrow um, artificial flowers from my other parish, <laughs> um, antique lace decorations from one of our other mission churches. I just like pulled wherever I could find it wow. from our churches to decorate the church as beautifully as we could. Um, the couple decided to go with the, the readings for that Sunday uh, simply because they didn't have time to really select sure. the readings they wanted, but they also decided to uh, have the wedding also be a visual mass so that those who attended as well as them getting ready to go on their honeymoon, <laughs> um, that would be their, their Sunday Mass. And it was really beautiful because the second reading um, was about Abraham by faith obeying God to go to a, a new place, uh, to go to a new land, to start a new life. And so wow. that really resonated with the bride's own story. 
Father, um, what, 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 what strikes me about this is just how, I mean, every wedding, of course, the, the parish is involved in some way, um, but usually it's, you know, family and friends, especially of, of, of the couple getting married, but how really the entire parish or, you know, in, in an unusual way, it was um, the entire parish coming together to help with this wedding. Yeah, and even at the wedding, there were parishioners who, you know, weren't acquainted with the couple at all. But when I invited people to come, if they wanted to, the uh, the previous Sunday, several parishioners did come to support the couple, you know, mm-hmm. to fill the people. Um, the wedding reception itself, I was shocked at how good our hall looked. <laughs> and, uh, the friends, the friends, some friends of the, the groom were from New York, and they were commenting on how the tables were decorated and said, mm. you know, if we hired somebody where we're from to decorate like this, it would cost thousands of dollars. Wow. Um, wow. Because the prisoners got uh, trim cedar and uh, kind of had runners of, like, cedar garlands down the middle with uh, slices of freshly cut cedar wood. Um, with little like lanterns on them and wow. some sage so, and some uh, stalks of wheat just to give like a South Dakota welcome. Uh, there's a lot of blue and white streamers, which are colors of the Nicaraguan flag. And people came from all over to provide food. So there's a really good meal, roast beef and potatoes and gravy and corn and just, you know, all the good kind of South Dakota stuff to really welcome this family and to celebrate them. And it was, it was awesome. We got a three tiered wedding cake from the local grocery store. Wow. They were very accommodating with that. It was just awesome to see it all come together. Beautiful. Well, Father Jacob Boddicker, priest by day, wedding planner by night. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. What an inspiring tale. And God bless you and your parish as you continue to serve there. Thanks, Father. Thank you. My pleasure. God bless.